Welcome everyone to Making Waves. This is episode 7 of the series and our first one of the tournament and what a way to kick things off. Two 1-0 wins for both hosts. We expected coming into the tournament that the Matildas would beat Ireland. We didn't necessarily expect the football firms to do the same, but all in all, what an incredible day to kick things off this wonderful tournament. Laz, you were at home and you watched both games? Yes, I was. Well, Generally, well, what did you make of it all? Women's World Before Cup Day. Before we get day, into the nitty-gritty. I was going to say, Women's World Cup Day number one is down. Uh, incredible. Incredible. Let's start off with the very first game, New Zealand versus Norway. New Zealand were just magnificent, to be fair. They were brilliant. Like, it exceeded my expectations. I actually thought they would be in a position where they would be trying to hang on for the draw. But they looked to be um, the more assertive side, and they looked to, to uh, play whatever game plan they had in mind. And Norway, to be fair, really the last 10 minutes maybe of in- plus injury time is when they came in- into it and started throwing ev- everything at them. But I thought um, New Zealand handled themselves very well. And when around about the 70th minute, I saw Graham Hansen get frustrated with her teammates. I thought, okay, New Zealand are, are good things here. So... Well done to New Zealand. Congratulations to them. Incredible result. I mean, I predicted a draw in our uh, match day predictions, but um, brilliant, brilliant result, for, you know, and the group of life um, has thrown, you know, a, a uh, <laughs> has thrown an interesting uh, aspect to it, you know. So tomorrow you've got, um, uh, we've got Philippines and mental blank, Nathan, sorry. Switzerland. Switzerland. Switzerland, thank you. Yes, Philippines and Switzerland. And, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting game to see exactly what the result's going to be there. So, yeah, I um, yeah, I thought of Anna Green, actually, after the game and thought, you know, saw, saw the celebrations that um, that uh, the New Zealanders were uh, were going with. And, look, they had 10 minutes of injury time at the end, like at, at the end of the second half there. Mm. So it was full of drama. It was full of drama. Right, but that wasn't the only game that was full of drama. Um, the Matildas in Ireland was something incredible. But just quickly back to to the New Zealand game, the um, New Zealand could have easily had two, you know, two or three. Um, but uh, they missed the penalty, which hit the crossbar in the game. Uh, Percival missing that. Hannah Wilkinson scored the goal and a nice little move. Ball break down the right. Yeah. Fantastic goal, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great move and, and great movement off the ball by Wilkinson to actually put it, you know, great run um, to run through the uh, the Norwegian defence there. And, um, oh, yeah, just a nice, nice piece of play. But um, Anna Graham did hit the crossbar as well. So, uh, uh, sorry, Hanson Graham, I should say, did hit the crossbar as well. So it's, yeah, great result for New Zealand. Great result for New Zealand. But uh, let's see where we go from here with regards to that group. But um, Matilda's time, and what a game. You were out there, Nathan. Yes, I was, and it was amazing. I was out in the concourse in the Olympic Park area, and there were so many people around. There was a lot of noise. They had drummers set up and were queuing for some food, and I was peering over to the locker room, which is one of the the pubs out there, and they had a big screen TV, so I was sort of peering in. What's happening in the New Zealand game? Yeah. Uh, Wasn't able to see the goal, but I had saw it uh, since. Yeah. And yeah, I was just thinking, firstly, it seems like we're doing the same stoppage time thing that we had in the Men's World Cup. Yes, they are. Yes, they which are. Which is good to see. Yes, they are. No, I wasn't sure one way or the other. Um, yeah. I haven't heard if they're doing the same offside thing with the uh, semi-automated AI. There is, there is semi-automated offside. But, okay. Yeah, I wasn't but, sure about that. Yeah. 
and also uh, the penalty that the um, New Zealanders had, which uh, Percival um, missed, was done through VAR, and the VAR decision was uh, announced over the PA system by the referee. Right. Okay. So that's, that's interesting because that's an that's one a new VAR. yeah. Sorry, I was going to say nothing. Sorry, uh, that that's a new thing that they're trialing uh, in this women's World Cup. Yeah, that's interesting because there was a VAR call in the Matildas game that they showed it up on the screen, VR decision, no penalty, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there was nothing over the yep. speakers at all. Yeah. So yeah. some some things trialing there. But uh, getting to back to the game, the second game, it was just magnificent to see everyone out and about. Mm. So many uh, people donning Matilda shirts and great to see people from all walks of life mm-hmm. at the game at the game as well. Mm-hmm. I thought coming into it, it would skew more younger and perhaps skew a little bit female, but mm. not nothing to report on that front. It looked like a, a wonderful, eclectic mix of everyone that makes up Australia and uh, makes the country great, which is fantastic. Everyone getting mm-hmm. behind the girls. And we'll talk about the game a little bit later on. But just generally speaking, 75,000 there at, at Homebush, sold out venue. Yep. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I'm happy that it was a clear night in terms of the weather, mm. which would have put a would have put a damper damper on things uh, if it was raining. But thankfully the uh the rain stayed away and fantastic night overall that uh, I think everyone in this country can be proud of. Uh, that's great. Look, it, it presented well on TV from what I saw on the Optus um, sport coverage. And Look, you're right. It, it was a magnificent day in in city today, and uh, it looked like the weather was clear uh, all night. So it would have been a really nice night, although a bit crisp, but not as windy as Auckland. I can tell you, oh, there was a, a wind advantage to uh, to the football ferns in the second half, seemingly. So yeah, but um, it looked like a really good night for football uh, with the Matildas at um, Stadium Australia. What did you make of the game? See, there's a lot of context surrounding this, namely from Sam Kerr. Mm-hmm. And I think the game plan changed. Well, it would have changed yesterday in training. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this just after the game. So it would have been uh, Wednesday training where it's come out that she picked up a calf injury. We'll miss uh, the Nigeria game as well. And what we saw from the Matildas was a performance that for mine, yes, it's great to get three points on the board. Yes, it's great to keep a clean sheet, particularly for those on debut in that defense. And for the most part, I think they all played fantastic. The, the back four and mm-hmm. Mackenzie Arnold in that. Thing is, though, if we play like that against Nigeria, then I'm not as confident that we can get a result because, yes, Ireland were fierce. We'll come on to uh, some other elements of that a bit later on. But Nigeria overall are a step up in quality. And really, we need to offer something a bit more on the ball, particularly. And we can talk about some of the players uh, as well. For mine, I can understand in the first half where it was long balls to the mm-hmm. wings and over mm-hmm. the top mm-hmm. because the space was there. Mm-hmm. Razo and Vine on the wings, they were in acres of space so often. Yep, yep. But I think it went to the point of overkill. And yep. at times, the Matildas lost control. This is up until, say, the 60th minute or so. There was times where the Matildas lost control of the ball and it was a little bit like a basketball match at times. Mm-hmm. But what we can point to is about 60, 65 minutes to the end, it was back to the wall, squeaky bum time. And I thought the Matildas would have more control. Yeah, I agree with you, by and large. But there's a couple of things behind that, I think. I actually think that the final pass was the one that was missing. Or, like you're right, the rate of turnover in ball was the was the issue, right? In particular, out of midfield, um, there were times, and you could see they were trying to hold on to it to try and let the play, you know the, their teammate get forward or get into space, so then they could actually you know take the space after the 60, 65th minute. 
uh, Ireland were pressing mm. and they were pressing and you could see that the midfield couldn't turn with the ball. They were being allowed to turn with the ball. So, uh, yeah, look, your point is with regards to going over the top, yeah, we went one too many times. Well, the space was there and it still continued to be there by and large, to be fair. But once the Irish started pressing in the midfield, that space was condensed and that's why we couldn't go wide again. But mm. I actually think that the the issue was mainly not being able to play a lateral pass behind them. I think that's what we needed to do. I mean, yes, they put five people behind them and you could try and go around them or go through them uh, with angled passes. But every time we seem to stumble <laughs> with regards to playing an angle pass or turning, um, you know, going from the outside, turning in, when maybe we should have looked to go through the middle more and just play a lateral pass, you know, check runs and, you know, beat the defender off the shoulder that way. Um, that's, you know, because you saw that F- Fowler and Ford were um, were going out wide as well at times, which is not what you want your strikers to do if you're playing a 4 4 Right. Yes, they got to come. Yeah, that, I mean, take space away from Brazil and Vine. Um, correct. And I think and, part of it is also because Sam wasn't playing, the Matildas missed her in the build-up because she does like to contribute herself in terms of uh, passing moves and sure. moving the ball around. But yeah, yeah, I didn't mind the team though. When I saw the team, I thought four or two. I thought, okay, this will be interesting. This will be good. Um, job done. Sure. Were there opportunities there to take 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 goals? Yeah, there were, but. Mackenzie Arnold didn't do anything till around about the 80th minute, to be fair, mm. or the 75th minute. Um, when and you know, obviously they were being pressed. With, you know, the Matildas were being pressed with all those corners. Ireland weren't in, really in the half, let alone the their attacking third. So the momentum definitely shifted once they started pressing the, the midfield, and and obviously then. Uh, Tony uh, Gustafsson made his uh, changes with regards to putting Van Egmond on, um, you know, and uh, Claire Polkinghorne on. But I think I think we were missing a beat just purely in terms of that final pass, right? In in the final, in the attacking third in particular, um, passes were misdirected. Part were overheating passes that were skewed. It was mm. it, it, it look it was a bit patchy as far as that's concerned. Australia were the better side. They had the more chances created. Um, Ireland were very fierce. I don't know why they stopped the the Columbia. Like, you know, if they're talking about (laughs) the physicality in the Columbia game, (laughs) Ireland bored. I would love to see uh, some challenges that Katie McCabe thinks is uh, unnecessarily rough. Because she, (laughs) you know, on Rasso, on Gorry, she didn't Mm. stop. Um, I don't know how she didn't get booked. I thought she, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fair point, actually. That's a fair point. And mind you, I don't know how Gary didn't get booked either, mm. to be fair. Right? Yeah. Um, but There yeah. was only one yell in the whole game. I'm there was. I think it was on um, mm. Denise O'Sullivan, yeah. Yeah. And look, credit to Ireland. Um, after the 65th minute, they were definitely pressuring uh, the Australian defence, you know. And look, I think also another factor is that uh, Alana Kennedy hadn't seen much game, t- game time in the lead-up to this World Cup. Um, so... Resting Polkinghorn, you know, um, it, it, you know, we've we've been used to seeing Hunt um, and uh, Polkinghorn in the back, so a bit of a new combination there. But look, all in all, I would say Matildas. I'd give them, a, you know, a seven out of ten for it for that performance. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking a six or a seven. Yeah, like I'm thinking, um, you know, I'm thinking a seven. Um, 
there's room for improvement there. There's no doubt, but it's more so execution rather than an adaptation to the to the game situation. I think look, the pressures of tournament football mm. are different to um, the friendlies that we've been seeing because effectively, you know, the last tournament that Australia were in didn't go so well. So that was a learning no. experience, and obviously, you know. Football Australia's done a good job with regards to ensuring the Matildas play top 10 opposition in preparation for this World Cup. They look prepared. They look competent. And I, I don't think um, they were really shaken or unnerved by the situation. But there's no doubt that the sense of occasion would have um, been a factor in the game. And, and now that that game's done, take the lessons out of this game and, and realise that there is there are no easy beats. And... and for the Matildas to get to where they need to, uh, the defence needs to just be a bit tighter. Um, see, and and you know it's funny, like things happen with regards to the bounce of the ball and and, and you know the way that um, um, they defended and the way that they they were going forward at times. You know, it's you just overhit passes and mm. and things of that nature, or overruns. You know, like thing players being overrun. It's yeah, it was. It could definitely be tightened up, and and probably needs to be a bit sharper going forward. And you're right, the Nigeria game will pose some challenges. I don't know how um, um, Australia is going to line up with regards to that Nigeria game based on the performance tonight. I think it'll still go with four four two. Yeah, I don't necessarily see a change in system coming up, but perhaps we might see a couple of changes at the back. Maybe you'll see Steph Catley come inside and. Um, Grant will come yes, in, yeah. Perhaps, yeah. even though I thought Alana Kennedy was amongst the best players in a yellow shirt tonight, I, I don't think, think she, she deserves. Yeah, I don't Sorry, think no. she deserves to be dropped or anything. But it's just a, a difference in system. Uh, some changes you could make. By and large, I think we will see the same team. Yes, and it's just a case of settling into this tournament now because I think part of it is you touched on it: the occasion, first game, first night of the yeah. tournament. There is yeah. always going to be some sort of. Uh, mental obstacle to overcome not that mm. i thought it really affected them too much but it's going to be a factor no matter no matter how you approach the game mm. Mm. i think by and large vera Pau won the managerial battle i, I agree yeah. yes yeah. the result didn't go her way but particularly moving katie mccabe further forward yep really did change the game for for ireland and allowed her to be more influential on the match the substitutions for the matildas bringing on uh van egmont for mary fowler i understand why yep uh, tony gustafson did it it didn't necessarily work, though. I agree. I thought that the Matildas would have been able to get a bit more control in the midfield, but it didn't happen. Um, and then Pokingall coming on was just batting down the hatches time and see it, was, it out. Yeah. yeah. Shut five, up, shop. Five, 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 three, two. Yeah. Nothing else is happening here. Yeah. Yeah. It was shut <laughs> um, up. It was shut up shop, right? And we're hanging yeah. on for one nil and let's just get away, you know, out of here and uh, come back another day. Yeah, absolutely. And as I say, great event overall, pretty good. By and large, for the Matildas, rooms to grow. I think for mine, Katrina Gori, yes, she was on the uh, one of the more looser in possession players yep. for the Matildas. But yep. aside from her passing range, I think she had a fantastic game in terms of the coverage without yep. the ball. I agree. Her ability to turn a player yep. and also to break the press. Yep, she was fantastic at doing that. And if for mine, if if she was able to get some of those passes, not even all of them, just a little bit more. Uh, finely tuned, then she would have been my player of the match. Oh, I agree with you. Mm. Look, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. I think that, um, and uh, likewise, Cooney Cross, right? She was mm. she was quite good, but 
yeah, it was just that last pass on more often than not where the ball went askew, right? Now, if those passes stick, different game, right? Um, yeah, look, can't fault the effort. I have to say that. That's, you know, and, and to be fair, you can't fault the effort. It was more so down to execution rather than anything else, um, which was the issue. And credit to Ireland's defence. They're going to be hard to break down for yeah. Nigeria and Canada in the with, future games. With one exception, I think, on the set pieces, the Matildas looked dangerous all night. Yes, I agree. Every time well, a wide free kick or a corner went into the box, it looked like there was going to be a chance. Yeah, we, and that's where I'm saying that Australia should have had two or three, to be mm. fair, right? Because we didn't, Australia didn't utilise the the corners enough. Australia had enough cor- more than enough corners. You get yourself into those positions, especially early on. I thought in the first 20 minutes, I think we had four corners, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm. Through at least three, which, you know, normally you'd be, you know, you'd expect one to be put away. Um, well, it's funny, lads. I, I think I saw the stat. It's uh, in any given corner, it's a 3% chance it ends up in a goal. So, uh, <laughs> so, you, think, need a, so you need 100 corners, basically. Yeah, the, the, the value of corners is very much overrated, I think. <laughs> no, no, hang on. No, I disagree with you there, Nathan. I think if they're, if they're executed well, there is value in them. Yeah, I'm not saying they're worthless, right. but when, but when you when you get the the big a big chunk of data, it comes out to a three percent scoring rate. Sure, sure. Mm. Yeah, look, it's yeah. amazing. Every time there's a corner, everyone goes up and goes, "Yes, this might be a chance for us to score." Yeah, sure, but yeah. it is, and you've got to take it is a chance. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. And, it's just and, a funny quirk yeah. of it, you know. And you and you got to practice those variations, of course. Right, you got to. So that's where. That's where the time goes into these type of things, it, mm. especially when you have tournaments, to know what your set plays are. So your free kicks, your corners. So, yeah, no, and, and the penalty was taken well by Catley, and it was a penalty. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Oh, yeah. it was and very, wall, very well taken. Stonewall penalty. Mm. Yeah, didn't Not that even... I could necessarily see it all that clearly because uh, I was b- behind the other end of the, ah, okay. of the goal. Yes. No. <laughs> I had to look through the island net. Oh, the, I had to look through the Matilda's net to see what was happening <laughs> up the other end. <laughs> from, from the comfort of uh, my grandstand, it was fine. It was definitely yeah. a penalty right. and well taken <laughs> and well taken. Yeah, very much so. And uh, Steph Catley got herself the um, the player of the match award. And she played well. Most, mostly because she got the ball in the back of the net. Um, anyone across the back line, maybe with the exception of Ellie Carpenter, if you're being super harsh, could have got player of the match. Um, yeah. I, look, Carpenter's great. She's a great player. She gets up and down all the time. Mm. At I times, I'm being really harsh when I say it. Yeah, I know that. And look, I don't want to sound harsh either, right? But at times, her final delivery of is the issue, mm. right? Um, that's the you know that's the only thing I can say. And and it's just an observation. It's not a criticism at all to say, hey, you know, you should do better. There are times where the ball, you know, not everyone is going to get every cross right or every pass right. So, um, but there is definitely room for improvement. And it's a you know, look, they've put. The first game behind them, time to prepare for the second game. Watch Nigeria tomorrow, uh, which I think is on at um, uh, midday tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, around about that time, out of Melbourne. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So Nigeria versus Canada tomorrow, which will be uh, an interesting game. And then, yeah, you have um, the Philippines and Switzerland tomorrow afternoon, and then Spain kick off their World Cup campaign tomorrow. Yes, against Costa Rica at, mm. at Wellington. Uh, hopefully ticket sales pick up a bit for uh, some of those games across the ditch. We saw uh, El Presidente uh, get on his hands and knees and beg for tickets to be sold. <laughs> uh, the, I, I didn't have the, the uh, privilege of watching El Presidente's uh, press conference, but uh, let's wait and see. I'll he see had some interesting can... things to say about the uh, the players 
um, pay disputes as well. But uh, okay. we'll save that for another pod. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I might have a listen to it. Not tonight, but I might have a listen to it mm. tomorrow before the Nigeria-Canada game. Mm. Might, yes. Might we'll see how we go. Uh, very interesting. But uh, looking forward to the games coming up tomorrow, Laz. Uh, we're going to be speaking again on uh, Sunday night. Yes. And you can look forward to a pod on Monday morning. But uh, it's, it's been a pleasure to uh, come on here and do a match review for New Zealand 1, Norway 0, and Australia 1, Ireland 0. The Women's World Cup is underway, Laz. How good? Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Uh, great start. Great start to the, to the uh, tournament. Both host nations doing the business. And on to day two tomorrow. So day one done and dusted. Incredible. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's come around so fast. And it's uh, this weekend, it's really going to pick up. That's for sure.